Hello, welcome back for more Marigold Reach on Epic, Realm's action-adventure channel. In our last episode, things went from bad to worse when Jijikin made a grisly demonstration, forcing Lucan to go with them to avoid more violence. What will he do now that he's been taken prisoner? I mean, what would you do if you were in his place? You can think on that while we hear from our sponsors. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's get back to the story and see what Lucan chooses to do. I'm your host, Faith McQuinn, and this is Marigold Breach, Episode 6. Lucan is the Warware. What? Me? I'm the Warware? No. You're the vehicle that walks it around. I'm the Warware. You already knew? You could have second mentioned it. I didn't know until just now, Lucan. When I attempted to contact my host, the Scrubjacks used that signal to locate me. Each of the previous sightings of Warware coincides with my comms activity. No, no, no. We can't be Warware. We keep getting our asses kicked. Just focus on surviving the next six seconds. You've lost the target. I'm three steps from getting it back. Okay, wait, wait. I'm not the Warware. I'm a Scrubjack. We don't call ourselves that. Well, I'm a former Scrubjack. A delicate face, Jijikin raises their haw barrel in warning. Who was infected by Warware Nanotech at the Marigold crash site. The helmet showing the face of the scarified woman swivels toward Hester. We don't need the valley. Just the individual you call Lucan. I'm not, I'm not infected. The homesteaders examined me. With inadequate technology, you present a potentially existential danger. Not only to the valley, but to... Hostile activity detected behind you. There's nobody behind me but Hester. Indeed. I'm sorry, Lucan. Ugh. Hester fires a stun round, and Ven stops time. Give me a solution. There is no solution. Then why'd you slow us down? It's just us. Together. And there's long quiet moment. The sky is beautiful here. The meadows, too. You linger in the timeless pause before a catastrophe strikes. 
to a cottage in, in, in a meadow. Maybe you'll feel it one day, if you join us. That's a deal, and I'll hold you to it. Every life, Every life is priceless. Is priceless. <laughs> I feel the stun round strike the base of my skull. Time restarts, then shatters into fragments. A cocoon immobilizes me. And then, I'm compressed, suffocating. My skin burns. The darkness squeezes tighter around me. Subject secure. Risk of adverse reaction is within tolerable range. Insertion filament screen. Open him up. Tendrils of nanotech penetrate my mouth and ears and rectum. Ah! The air changes. The ice flows through my veins. Narcotics suffuse my bloodstream. Black. Clarity. CNS access gained. Traversing endothelial cells. Push through. Push the fuck through. I'm strapped to an examination platform. Medical probes cradle and puncture me. Filaments snake into my spine. My organs prowling through my brain. Hunting for Ven. Ven? How long have we... Subjects waking. Put him back down. <clears throat> I don't sense then, and the narcotics dissolve me. <sighs> what happened? Hester shot me in the back with a stun round, and now I'm in a small berth in a... <sighs> Wait... An interplanetary shuttle? Are, are we off-planet? Did we lose Ven's host? Are we rocketing away from the planet where her full self is buried? No, no. I'm still on Elam. I'm inside one of those nano-thread-covered scrubjack vehicles, I think. I hope. Shit rep. Fen doesn't answer. I roll to my scythe and sit up at the edge of the bunk. I'm in a four-crew member berth. Five paces long, half that wide. I'm wearing a uniform. Charcoal gray with an insignia like the one on my face. I'm barefoot. I'm thirsty. I feel okay. Dull and dislocated, but... Okay. Come on, Van. Give me a situation report. Get off your artificial ass, come on! Van's not here. She's not in my mind. Van is... is gone. I'm... I'm alone. Did the scrubjacks find her? Did, did they remove her? I can't remember a time before then. A moment without her, her absence is an open wound, a broken heart. No. No, 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 no. This, 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 this can't. No, Ven. Ven. Come on, Ven.
huddled in the corner pressing my fist to my eyes when Ven stirs. A ripple. A whisper. N not even a whisper, a, a breath. She doesn't say anything. She, she can't say anything, but she's here. Not dead. Not uprooted. Not deleted. I, I thought you were gone. I, I thought you were gone. I, I thought you left me. It's, uh, it's, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay, we're, we're alive, we're together. We'll, we'll, we'll find your host. We will find the rest of you. Please just stay with me. We'll cross this planet a dozen times if we have to. We'll find her or die trying. Oh, peck, shit, that's, that's not comforting. Uh, we will, we can, um... Then, uh, then, shit, shit! No, 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 no! Stay with me. Would you, would you wake up already? Please, just, just tell me, tell me what, what to tell you. Okay, okay, it, it, it's gonna be okay, or, or not. I, I guess I, it might turn to shit, but, but that's okay. We, we've handled shit before. As long as you wake up, I, uh, you know, you just forget uh, all that uh, or not stuff. Definitely, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I'm still reeling from Ven's silence when a screen on the wall blinks to life with a white glow. Wake up. <clears throat> ah, what? <sighs> we cannot find any record of your service, Sri Lucan, but that's not dispositive. Each of the seven spaces is largely independent. <sighs> Who are you? I squint at the screen, wondering why the speaker, a, a woman, judging by the linguistic tags, isn't showing her face. Probably some interrogation technique. Commander Bonavent. Uh, wh what are the servants? Servants of Elam? We don't call ourselves Scrubjacks. My guess is that you are, or were, a member of a countermeasures team. You hunted Motleys. Yeah, okay, I, I know what those are. Motiles? Self-directed conglomerations of nanites that assemble in the wastes? You mean like... Autonomous nanotech creatures? I'm sorry. We confirmed your memory loss, but I'm having trouble believing that you don't know the facts of your own life. My life is written on my face. I was a soldier. I was a servant. Now you're saying I was a countermeasures trooper? Agent. Not an adjunct, then? I hunted motleys? Maybe... maybe one of them took a bite out of me, then. Maybe that's what looks like warware. It's not. You used an Aeon security channel. Uh-huh. Well then, tell me what you want to hear, Commander. I'll say anything. I don't give a shit. <sighs> I appreciate the offer, but I need the truth. And if you can't provide it, the interrogators will take you apart one cell at a time. Well, didn't they already? That was a gentle first pass. Show us your link to the warware, or we'll use brute force to find it. But only if there's no other way. That's what I'm asking you for, Agent Lugan. Please, a better way to find the truth. I can't give you what I don't have. We're not your enemies. Well, you're not my fucking friends either. Even Gigi Keen. They're cruel, but it's a necessary cruelty. 
Elam is the last stop on a long journey, and there is no plan B. I've got one. Let the next ships fix the terraforming. There are no next ships. Not from Earth. Not from anywhere. When the sleeper fleet scattered into the galaxy, they broke off contact. We are lost to each other. Well, why'd they do that? To ensure that every population adapts independently to the local environment. In the long term, our goal isn't merely colonization. It's speciation. Like the homesteaders. We're nothing like them. Well, they're also adapting to... To a broken, shattered, ruined environment? They're degrading themselves, degrading the species. We are going to fix the planet first. Then, we'll adapt to a healthy, thriving, vibrant world. We'll change for the better, not for the worse. Huh. No one is coming to help us, Lucan. This is our only chance. And the servants are the only people trying to finish what the Grandmother started. There's no price we won't pay to make Elam a home. Not just for ourselves. For everyone. Forever. The wall screen remains activated after Commander Bonavent disappears. Another stage of the interrogation. Treating me gently while the clock ticks on that brute force option. Which frightens me, but not as much as the quiet in my mind. The hollow in my heart. I'm not complete without Ven. I'm not me without her. And yet again, he's dominating the Palata Court, winning their third title in three years. A gift that all your spouses will enjoy. Marilka, the emptiness of space means nothing when my heart is full of you. The committee reconvened this morning to consider the case of Atwill and Kugelmeyer. I flick through the screen's options, looking for distraction. Most of the shows are archival, from before the settlement of Elam. A window into the diaspora from Earth. There are a few cheaply produced scrubjack dramas, and the cartoon about scheming cockroaches. Buck me in the antennas and say that, Rosette. I didn't steal crumbs from the trash patch. They happened to stick to me as all. You'd slathered yourself in syrup. I'd happen to slather myself in syrup. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't know antennas could do that. <laughs> Is he show? I watch and feel a mental twinge from then. A hollow ache or a hunger pain. Come on, Ben. Talk to me. She can't. Not yet. Though I feel her drifting. Recovering from the break with her host. From the stun round. From the scrubjack's nanotech assault. And she wants something. She's too weak to put a request into words. But that's okay. We don't need words. This, then, is the Elam of the future. A planet that seethes with life's glorious variety. Tundra, scrublands, deserts. Freshwater lakes, kelp marshes, ocean trenches. Communities of plants and animals thriving in rainforest canopies and savanna burrows, while microbiomes spawn in fractal infinities. I'm completely odd than a little bored. I'd rather watch Rosette cheat in the big roach race. I don't switch back, though. Ven is watching behind my eyes, soothed by the images. 
I'll bring you to that medical capsule. We'll figure out what's going on and you'll, you'll reconnect with your host. She can't respond, but I imagine her asking. How? I don't know. I, I don't know how to cross a room without you. I don't know why I'd want to. This time, I can't imagine what she'd say. I'm incomplete without you, Ven. I'm unraveled. I miss you like oxygen. I don't know how, but I will bring you to that crash site. I will bring you to the capsule. I swear I'll bring you to the capsule. I will bring you to the capsule. Pairs of dune cranes soar above the coastline, and while they part between breeding seasons, nothing keeps them apart for long. Blizzards, droughts, predators. There is no hazard a crane will not face to return to its mate. This episode of Epic is brought to you by Wild Grain. I want you to take a moment and imagine the smell of fresh-baked sourdough bread filling your house. Or maybe it's croissants, if that's more to your liking. Now, what if I told you that you could get this delicious experience without covering yourself in flour and without leaving your house? Well, you can if you order from Wild Grain. What's Wild Grain? Well, it is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box. You get sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and pastries that go from your freezer to your oven and ready to serve in 25 minutes or less. I just got my first box and it had three different sourdough loaves, biscuits, croissants, and two different kinds of pasta. I made the orange cranberry biscuits right away and I cannot tell you how wonderful my house smelled and they tasted even better. Scallops and Wild Grains Fresh Fettuccine is on the menu for this week and I plan to pair it with the olive oil ciabatta loaf. <sighs> Doesn't that sound so good? If you're a carb lover like me and you want good carbs free of preservatives and artificial colors and flavors, then you'll want to get a subscription right away. And now you can fully customize your Wild Grain box so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com epic to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com epic. That's wildgrain.com slash E-P-I-C. Or you can use promo code EPIC at checkout. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
The entry hatch opens and two fabric-swathed Sinchoro battlesuits stand outside. One holds a hawk and a laser rifle in off-ready position. A delicate-featured man's face flickers into being on the helmet of the other one. Your presence is required, Agent Lucan. I consider my options, but I don't have any. I step through the hatch into a bright hexagonal corridor with arching nodes every 10 meters. Ben remains silent, rebuilding, recuperating. I eye the blank helmet. You're the one who murdered the civilians. To those outside our unit, we are a single entity. All of us are responsible for the actions of each of us. I'll keep that in mind. This way, please. In here. Why? Clean up. I linger in the shower, partly because I'm waiting fruitlessly for Ven to come back online, partly because whatever happens next, I'm pretty sure it won't be better than warm hygiene powder. Enough. <sighs> when I finish drying and dressing, Gigi King give me a pair of comfortable shoes. It's a clumsy attempt to make me feel grateful. Interrogation 101 again. Come on, Ben. Knock some sense into me before I enlist with these melters. Never mind. Rest. The Zhijikin lead me into a tiny room that seals around us. A kill box. My adrenaline spikes before I realize that no, it's an elevator. I could really use a second opinion inside my head right now. After a few moments, the door opens into a big room with a big window overlooking the desert. Pea sheets and data cubes clutter the top of a long table. A makeshift office. And when a hatch opens in the wall, I understand why. The berth beyond is even smaller than the one I woke up in. Too cramped for meetings. A woman steps up. She's my age, maybe a little older, with a weathered face and a hawk nose, dressed like me too, except for the sidearm strapped to her thigh. She approaches like she's going to introduce herself, then doesn't. Oh, shit. I forgot to clear the table. I'm not a stickler. A stickler? I'm Commander Bonavent. And I figured. Have a seat. We'll talk over dinner. Why talk? Sometimes that's my most efficient way to achieve my ends. A handful of aides file in while the two Zhijikins stand guard, inhumanly immobile. Go ahead. We give thanks for this meal as we renew our pledge to clear the sky and seed the planet in service to our grandchildren who will one day roam free in the gardens. Thank you, Elam. The table offers me two flavors of nutrition cube. I chew while Bonavent chats with her aides about nanotech, motleys, hermetics, warware. I figure the conversation is for my benefit, but barely listen. Instead, I mentally rock then, like soothing a baby in restless sleep. Except in this case, I'm hoping she'll wake up. After the meal, Bonavent dismisses her aides. She cleans her hands in the table basin and strolls to the window. Stand with me, Agent Lucan. Interstellar ships don't have windows. So this is a bit of an indulgence. Genuine glass, even. Can't argue with the view, can you? 
impressive, and I mean it. The wasteland is beautiful from this high up, and for the first time it strikes me as truly alien. The lower tiers of the watchtower drift gauzily below the window. The tethered skimmer I'd seen earlier bobs idly along, a single solid shape above millions of impossibly thin hairs. I gaze at the evening sky, letting Van feast on the pinprick stars and purple-ringed horizon. What do you see? Rocks. Bonavent rests her palm on the glass. We see the future, Agent Lucan. We see a planet remade for human habitation. Because humanity cannot survive, cannot thrive where we do not belong. Okay. Oh, you've forgotten your history. What you need to know is this. The first probes of Elam officially recorded a complete absence of life. Officially? Some believe they were falsified. When the grandmothers arrived, they were shocked to find microorganisms, alien microorganisms, incompatible with human life. One faction, called them idealists, wanted to retreat for fear of committing genocide against native life that barely extended into multicellularity. Retreat where? To stay in orbit. To live and die without reproducing the first and last generation. Retreat meant suicide, though. It meant genocide. Nobody would have survived that. Another faction, let's call them realists, was willing to exterminate the microbial life and make this planet a home. That's what started the war? Yes. And those bloody-minded realists are the only reason we are alive today. You, me, every single person on Elam. So they won. Nobody won. We still need the realists, Lucan. We still need the servants. People who will do whatever is necessary to keep everyone safe. I think of Sadia, and that Mossback, and her family. Not everyone. No. That's true. To keep the species safe. Even, sometimes, at the cost of individuals. Easy for you to say. You think I haven't paid a price? I don't care. Hmm. I suppose you don't. That won't stop me telling you, though. Which proves you're an officer. I was an apprentice major, assigned to the ass end of nowhere, when warware popped onto our sensors. Like when you transmit data on your iron security military channel. Don't you? Sure. I'm talking to the mothership right now. Aha. Uh -huh. So, with you, we know there's something. But ten years ago, it was borderline. Still, we tracked the signal to a hub town. Six thousand people, a market valley. Some hermetics had reconditioned pre-war tech to sell to the trench feet. Guess what it was? A weapon. But you saved the day with your heroic realism. An air purifier. A network of air filtration drones designed to spread out and cover the assigned area, removing environmental pollutants. Doesn't sound like much of a threat. <laughs> That's what I thought bunch of jumped-up air filters. Still, 
Orders are orders. So we grabbed them. Well, we missed a few, but we weren't concerned. <laughs> Air purifiers, right? She makes a hand sign, and a Jijikin appears. A month later, we received a distress call. The town was a slaughterhouse, Agent Lucan. The drones we'd missed were self-replicating. Every time they reached the perimeter, they built more of themselves. How? By ripping civilians apart for feedstock. They'd started targeting people, identifying humans as impurities. Only 400 colonists were still alive when the countermeasures team, my sister's team, got there. Commander Bonavent's sister called in a strike on her own position. Which I authorized. I killed 400 people that day. 401. That's warware. You think you're looking at an air purifier. Maybe sometimes you are. This isn't about you or me or the people Zizikin killed. This is about safety, about survival. One of the homesteaders told me that safety is the opposite of freedom. Freedom isn't possible without safety. Oh. Huh. What I'm telling you, Agent Lugan, is that I'll call in another strike. On the valley where you stayed. The valley you contaminated. I didn't contaminate anything. I don't know that. And neither do you. You might have seeded a plague in their genes. A virus in their processes. You don't know. Then, a little help. Convince me you're not a threat, or I will burn every stalk of grass in that valley. I will kill every woman, bay, man, and child. An iron-class channel? You're dangerous. I'm dangerous. As am I, yes. I accept that. But whatever's hiding inside you, I will not let it spread. I cannot. What would you do in my place? I... I don't know. I think you do. Maybe. But you're wrong about one thing. I'm not dangerous. My... my warware can't do anything except monitor transmissions like... Um... Do you see those data cubes? Bonavent looks at the table. That's when I clamp my arm around her neck, swing her between me and Gigi Keen, and reach for a gun. Stop him! The next time someone tries to tell you people need physical bodies for romance, please send them my way. Marigold Breach will prove them wrong. Lucan and Ven's love takes me on a roller coaster of emotions every single episode, and this ride isn't over yet. So make sure you come back next time for episode seven of Marigold Breach. See you there. You're listening to Marigold Breach, starring Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Marigold Breach is a Realm original production. Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
Marigold Breach is a Realm original production, created and written by Joel Dane. Produced by Diana M. Foe, Fred Greenhalgh, and Haley Wagreich. Directed by Fred Greenhalgh. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Marcy Wiseman. Executive producers Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Starring Jamila Jamil as Ven, Manny Jacinto as Lucan, Sarah Fazal as Hester, Stephanie She as Tribune Munka, Amin El Gamal as Sadia, Tiana Camacho as Izzy, Malik Berger as Alishiva, Rupert Degas as Documentarian, Soldier, and Scrubjacks, Nikki Endress as Odile and Gigi Keen, and Mary Westbrook as Commander Bonavent. Additional voices by the cast. Directed by Fred Greenhalgh. Audio editing, sound design, and mixing by Rory O'Shea. Original score and composition by Arun Groman. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Find more shows like Marigold Breach by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm. Epic is produced by Mary Asadolahi and Haley Wagreich. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Marcy Wiseman. Hosted by Faith McQuinn. Audio editing and original theme by Sam Bagala. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Epic by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm. <laughs>